title of the message, The Truth About Heaven and Hell. Preaching is bringing truths about heaven. Without the word of God, we're in darkness, we're blind, spiritually in ignorance. But the word of God teaches us truth. It's the truth that heals someone of cancer, that opens blind eyes and deaf ears. It's truth that delivers what an amazing story of that man uh, the other week, last week, his son, demon-possessed, at home, three years, virtually useless, virtually bedridden, aggressive, angry, was a, a university student of engineering, life destroyed, and then the dad comes and he has faith that even though the son is not present and to the glory of God, the Lord revealed to me a familiar spirit, a familiar spirit. And when the son became possessed, another young man, the family dropped dead. A familiar spirit, a family spirit. When the spirit was rebuked. Now I know you don't hear me saying in the name of Jesus Christ I cast you out because in the spiritual realm there is power in the name of Jesus whether you speak or not. Speech is primarily something human. When the spirit was cast out, the boy got up. His mind returned to him could communicate, start eating, serving food for himself out of bed after three years. What the doctors said, who knows? Amen. I want to talk about truth. I want to bring truth of the word of God, which is established in the heavens, and talk to you about it. Heaven and hell are real, more real than the seat you are seated on. Your body is like a temporary tent. That's what the Bible says. And for those who believe in Jesus Christ, we shall go to an eternal house. One day, we will put off this tent and we shall dwell in an eternal habitation. This is a temporary place. And for people like me who almost died, I almost died of cancer, when you turn the corner, life looks differently from it's a watershed experience before, it's like this life is so important and everything that happens. But after, you become aware 
more of heaven than of earth. That it's like Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heaven is all around us. And in the twinkling of an eye, we will be there through faith in Jesus' name. Second Peter 1.14, Peter says, Knowing, I knowing that shortly I must put off my tent, just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.1, For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. There is an appointed time to die. There is an appointed time to die. I remember a man and he had a significant heart disease. We prayed for him and completely healed and the doctors were totally baffled. Completely healed. And the next day Jesus took him home. Jesus healed him. There was an appointed time. His time had come and he took him home. No heart disease, but he still went home. I remember one of the first people I prayed for and uh, I went into the, the room and she was dying and the glory cloud was thick in the room. It, the, the glory was just... This is many years ago. And just sense of the presence of God. I walked out of the room and she was gone. There is an appointed time. In uh, Lower Hutt, which is in New Zealand, in near Wellington, part of Wellington, I suppose, uh, a lady was wheeled up to the front, an elderly Indian lady, and uh, she had terminal cancer. And there were quite a few people with terminal cancer. And this one, uh, I just felt that I was not to pray for healing. So I laid hands on her. They, now listen to this. There's an incredible glory in the room. People are being healed all over the place. One young lady, she had a, what do you call it, one of those uh, leg frames. You know, they put a brace, you know, and, and she was off walking and, and just a long line of people giving testimony. But they wheeled this lady and took her down the back and Jesus took her home in the glory. There is an appointed time. This is a temporary tent. And we're all going to leave it one day. Amen. Hebrews 9.27 It is appointed for men to die once. And after this, the judgment. Ecclesiastes 3.2 There's a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. God planted every person in this building when you were born. And there will come a day, an appointed time, where he will pluck. And are you ready for that time? Heaven is real. It is the most glorious place that you could, even if you could imagine, it's more glorious. An incredible place. I remember 
when I was going through one of my tough times and uh, I was out in the countryside doing some work and all was still. And then I heard the choir singing, angels, heaven, heaven is real, it's glorious. Are you going there? Because your tent is temporary and one day you're going to vacate it. This life will pass. Matthew 25 verse 44, Jesus is talking, uh, giving a parable about how we treat people. And they will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will all go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Hallelujah. Heaven and eternal life are one and the same. The Bible talks. If you're going to heaven, you have eternal life. If you're going to hell, you have eternal punishment. There's no middle ground. On earth, there's grayness and people make it grey. But in the spiritual realm, there's no grayness. There's heaven for the righteous and hell for sinners. And the difference is the cross of Jesus Christ, the atoning blood of Christ. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, his blood will wash your sins away and you will be whiter than snow. And he who knew no sin, Jesus Christ, became sin on the cross that you might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Through the blood of Christ, when the Father looks upon a believer, he sees his own righteousness. He sees the righteousness of the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, it is finished. Your sin is finished with. Grace has saved you. Condemnation and shame are gone. It's finished. Hallelujah. I was watching the story of a young man who was involved in the occult and uh, who would leave his body and had uh, command over lesser spirits and used to command them to do things and so on. And uh, one day, uh, while he was sleeping, he used to leave his body, had no control over himself, and uh, he used to go to Europe and all over the place. And he was sleeping in his brother's room and his brother came and tried to wake him up and he said that he got lost in the spiritual realm. There is another realm. He got lost and couldn't find his way back. And he said a white man, an angel, came to him and said, it's not your time to die. This is the place of death. You will hear someone calling your name. Go back. And with that, he found himself suddenly outside his house and his brother calling his name. And he came back into his body. And he went and uh, he was into 
sexual perversion, he was into the occult and so on, like high level, this young man. And he went and instantly got delivered in an active church. And he, after his deliverance, he had a dream. I want to tell you about the dream. In the dream, he was before the throne of God and he heard the demons accusing him of doing magic and sexual perversion. And he saw a cross and in heaven he heard the voice, it is finished. That's salvation. Amen. It is finished. There is heaven, there is hell, there's no grey. You are either the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus or you are a sinner under eternal punishment. I want to tell you about the truth about heaven and hell and what Jesus Christ did on the cross. There is redemption for the sinner. What is heaven? Heaven is the place where God reigns, where God dwells. It is where he is worshipped. It is where his kingdom is. It is where his will is done. It is where he makes decrees that affect our lives. Jesus said to pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Heaven is a source of all goodness. In a way that your brain may not understand, every good thing that happens in your life finds its source in heaven. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights, with whom there is no shadow or turning. Every good thing comes from God. That's why when good things happen, we should give thanks to God and give him all the glory. Because without God, there is no goodness. Because God alone is good. God alone is good. Matthew 14, 19. Then he commanded, Jesus commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish. And what did he do? And looking up to heaven. Everyone look up to heaven. Lift your hands, look up to heaven and thank him. That's what Jesus did when he fed the 5,000. He looked up to heaven where good things come. He looked up to heaven. You can put your hands down. He blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples gave it to the multitudes. Amen. Heaven is the source of all goodness, abundant goodness, more than you could possibly imagine. I remember I was talking to a couple, I think names are Ashok and Elizabeth from Malaysia, and I was talking to them online. I think it was them, or maybe someone else. Anyway, I was talking to a couple, let's say a couple, and uh, that's right, from Canada. And... Um, I said to them, God wants to bless you financially. And they said, well, we're content with what we have. I said, you don't understand. God is so generous, he wants to bless you. 
And they're like, okay. In the next two weeks, from various unexplained like sources, they received $44,000 Canadian dollars. Because if you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Heaven is a place of goodness. Heaven is a place of generosity. Every good gift, every perfect gift comes from above. Amen? I don't know what you think about heaven, but heaven is a good place. And God is good. And God is generous. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not die, but have eternal life. Everyone say, heaven is a good place. Praise God. Heaven is worth more than anything you have on earth. Any relationship you have, any family relationship, marriage, anything you possess, nothing, absolutely nothing compares to the treasures of heaven. And if you knew what there is in heaven for you, you'd be willing to abandon everything to get it. Nothing compares to the riches of heaven. Jesus told them a story, the kingdom of heaven. This is Matthew 13, 44. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found. Everyone say found. If you want to find heaven, you've got to search for it. It's like treasure hidden in a field. Heaven is not immediately obvious to people. It's in the spiritual realm. You have to, it's hidden from natural sight most of the time. You have to seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and all these things will be yours as well. So the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid and for joy over it he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Amen? Seriously. Heaven is a wonderful place. Hallelujah. I mean, we see people healed of all sorts of conditions. And the Bible says, by his stripes you are healed. And healing is the truth. And healing was done before you got here. It was done 2,000 years ago. A few months, I think a few months ago... Uh, a lady came up to me and she said, I've got cancer and I know the Lord can heal me, but I'd rather go home. Can you tell me? She's really pressing me. Can you tell me? I said to her, I see the gates of heaven and you before the gates of heaven. And she said, thank you. Amen. Heaven is a wonderful place. And heaven, God promises, the kingdom of heaven can be manifest on earth. You know, we're not only going there for those who repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, but heaven is your inheritance right now. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is not by observation 
for the kingdom of heaven is within you. When you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ comes into your life, he doesn't come alone. He's a king and he sets up heaven inside you. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. You know, the puny little natural mind can't understand how a kingdom that's not part of his world can be inside you. The mind says, I've got blood circulating inside me. I've got organs inside me. <laughs> That's how stupid the mind is. But you know, Jesus came that we might have the kingdom of heaven within us and that we might surrender completely, totally to the Lord Jesus Christ and that his kingdom reigns in us. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. Turn to the person beside you. That means in you. When Jesus had been baptised, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, alighting upon him. That's what we want, an open heaven. Amen. Amen. So let me tell you the bad news. Hell is real. It's not a figment of someone's imagination. If you're not going to heaven, you're going to hell. Hell is a place of eternal burning and fire. Jesus said, Whoever says you fool shall be in danger of hell fire. Hell is a place where the body and the soul are destroyed eternally. Eternal destruction. Matthew 10, 28. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to, to destroy both soul and body in hell. It is better to deal with your sin then jeopardise your salvation. It is better to repent and stop the sin that you're doing than to end up eternally in hell. Hell is a place of unimaginable suffering. Pitch darkness. You can't even see your own hand. Demons tormenting and torturing you. It is a place of fire and burning. It is a place of thirst that nothing can quench. There is nothing good in hell. You need a saviour. Because the wages of sin, the consequence of sin, God has established, is death. Spiritual death. When we sin, well, first of all, we're born into sin. And when we sin, we are separated from God. And the only way that we can come into relationship with him is through repentance of sin, so that the blood of Jesus washes us clean. Hell is the place of divine condemnation 
and punishment. 2 Peter 2.4 says, talking about the angels in heaven, God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them to chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment. So that's Satan and his demons. But there is a promise of eternal life. 1 John 2.25 And this is the promise that he has promised us, eternal life. 1 John 5.13 These things I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. John 3.15 That whoever believes in him should not die but have eternal life. Heaven and hell. And the way to heaven is through belief in Jesus Christ, repentance of sin, truly making a decision that you are going to leave sin and follow Jesus. That's what repentance means. Repentance is not, well, now I've received Christ, I'm under grace, and I can continue to do whatever I want. Repentance is turning from your sin and following Jesus Christ and his way is narrow. Amen? It's putting your faith in Jesus Christ in the same way you put your faith in him to heal your body, to deliver you from evil spirits. You put your faith in him that he is your saviour, that your sins are forgiven. And the instant that you repent of sin. He is faithful and just and will forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And I personally don't believe in forgiving yourself. It's never mentioned in the Bible. What you need to do is believe that you are forgiven by heaven. Once you believe that you are beloved, that you are forgiven, you'll have peace. Only Jesus when Jesus forgives you, you're forgiven. All condemnation. There is now, therefore, now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of sin and death is defeated. It's gone. Amen. Now we have the life of the Spirit. Praise God. Romans 6.20 You were slaves of sin. You were free in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Amen. The Bible says... Who will not inherit heaven? So the Bible has standards. The Bible teaches us what sin is. I tell you, I've seen many, many glorious things, had many experiences, but I believe one of the greatest, one of the greatest blessings in my, in my life was to understand what sin is and to repent of it. When you repent, there's joy unspeakable. Galatians 5, 19 tells us what sin is. Now the works of the flesh, that's the natural senses, are evident. They're obvious. Which are adultery, 
fornication, uncleanness, lewdness. So that covers, when you look at the rest of scripture, that covers every type of sexual activity outside of a husband and wife. Okay, that's what the Bible teaches. Idolatry. The main idol that the New Testament speaks of is covetousness. Is the love of money. When you look at you study the New Testament, idolatry is the love of money. Sorcery, any type of witchcraft, occult, new age, crystals, whatever you're using. These hatred. Jesus said, if you don't forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. Contention. Some people are just contentious. They're just pain in the neck, you know? Contentions, jealousies, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies. Heresy is anything that denies the truth of God's word. Envy, murders, abortion is murder. Drunkenness, drunkenness is any type of addiction, any type of addiction. Revelries and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice, everyone say practice, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. There is a way that God has established that you can have eternal life, that you can go into heaven. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You have to accept him, believe on him, and leave your sin behind. And then he will give you the gift of eternal life the gift of righteousness, his own righteousness. You are justified. You are holy. You are a saint because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Amen. It's your choice, heaven or hell. It's your choice. Tonight, if you don't know where you're going, choose heaven. Choose Jesus. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Repent of your sin and you will be forgiven. So if you want to open your heart to Jesus and receive him, just put up your hand right now to say, Jesus, no one's going to embarrass you, but just put up your hand. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Just leave your hand up. Anyone else? Say, Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Saviour and Lord. I repent of my sin. Now just tell the Lord what your sin is. Just tell him. Confess your sins one to another that you may be healed. Tell the Lord what your sin is. Is it sexual? Is it the occult? Is it gossip, unforgiveness, resentment, yelling at people, anger, hatred, bitterness, love of money, love of possessions, loving this thing, the things of this world? Just, to, just tell the Lord he loves you and he will forgive you and cleanse you. Let's say, Lord, I turn from my sin. I turn my back on this world. 
all the world has to offer, I turn my face to Jesus. I choose to follow you. I know it's your grace that I can turn to you tonight. It's your power at work in my life. I believe in Jesus Christ. He is my saviour of my sin. Heaven is my home. I am free from eternal punishment. I have no condemnation. I have been justified. Every accusation of the enemy in whatever form tonight is cancelled because I am forgiven. I am washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. I have been redeemed. I have been transferred from darkness into light. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Jesus, be my Lord. I choose to follow you. I recognize you as my king. I submit to your authority. Reign in my life. Let the kingdom of heaven dwell in me in power and glory. Direct my life by your Holy Spirit. Fill me with the glory of God. I want to live for your glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, well done. Welcome to the kingdom of God.